Today's episode is about what an ideal mate may look like for someone after a life of abuse. Last week, we did a recap of the Starting Over series. We spoke about how life may appear financially, emotionally, and business-wise for someone after removing themselves from a toxic relationship. Today is Valentine's Day, and this week, we are in discussion about what an ideal mate may look like for someone after a life of abuse. It's intriguing how people process things differently. After a life of abuse, some of us can go straight into another relationship. Some cannot even fathom the idea of going into another relationship without thoughts of what the toxic person did to them, thinking the same fate with the new person. And there are those, like me, who teeter-totter on the sidelines. At some point, we want to jump in. Most people perceive we are afraid. Now, there may be some who are, but many are not. We have reconfigured our boundaries on our healing journey, and we have made up in our minds, until we see what we're looking for, we stand down. As you converse with others about what their ideal mate looks like, you may hear something to the effect, tall, beautiful, long hair, muscular clean-shaven, have a great job, have ambition, a sense of humor, and a host of other things. I used to have that same vision years ago. After dealing with my husband and aging, it became so much different. I began to look at people from the inside a lot deeper than what I was trained to do while working under psychologists and psychiatrists. It is so important now to see the soul of the person more than anything. After spending time with myself during my recovery, I noticed what my top three things I look for in an ideal mate now. The first one is peace. I do not deal with chaos well, especially when it is nonsense chaos. Chaos happens to us all. It's just life. For example, being laid off from work, your children fussing and fighting, you know, things of that nature. What I mean by nonsense chaos is when someone brings drama into your home. No, that's a boundary for me. No, we're not doing that. Another example is gossiping. Talking about someone else's business that has nothing to do with you. My thing is this, if what that person you are talking about is saying or what they are doing is not affecting my house or my bills, I don't deal with it. So just let it go. Thing is reciprocity. I'm a giver by nature. So if I'm giving to you, I expect the same in return. My mate should expect to receive from me just as I expect to receive from him. I should not be the one doing all the taking, nor should he. It should be both parties giving and receiving. Reciprocity goes both ways. It is not a one-way street. 
It is a cycle, an infinite even flow cycle, and you want to make sure you are getting what you need from that person because it's like having Pluto and Mars coming together as an ally. You still need to respect that person the way they are. Hopefully, both planets will find a way to cohabit in the same space or there will be some serious issues. We are two different worlds sharing the same galaxy, and it is important for both worlds to harmonize in the galaxy together, lest we start working against one another. The best way to cohabit successfully, whether in the same living quarters or in the realms of a relationship, reciprocity must exist. Also, be mindful of what they are giving and what you are taking. This boils down to, are they giving me what I need lovingly or what I don't need forcefully? You need to consider the boundaries already set from both parties and if either of you have crossed those lines invading with ill intent to get what you want. Usually, this is when abuse begins. Astutely, but abuse just the same. It is generally difficult to recognize at this point, even with psychological training, how abuse is blurring the lines. Most pass it off as a normal way of how that person reacts when they are in disagreement with you. Do your best to be careful at this point. This is why I strongly suggest journaling. Journaling supports you recognizing patterns in behaviors of yourself as well as the other person. You want to be sure you are not the toxic one as much as you want to be sure you are not dealing with someone who is toxic. The last thing I want to share I feel is important is empathy. Empathy is very important to me. That mate, just as you have been through traumatic experiences in your life, don't you think that mate has had some things happen in their life as well before they connected with you? And sometimes even while they are with you. Empathy is very important. See that other person's perspective. You need to see their perspective in order to support them in the way they need to be supported. Sometimes that loved one can be transitioning through their next phase in life and you don't want to be the cause of them going over the edge just as you don't want them to push you over. Place yourself in their situation visually and mentally so you can envision what they are dealing with in order to place yourself in a better position in their heart. These three things, peace, reciprocity, and empathy also enable you to communicate in a more loving manner than from a dictator position. If you cannot communicate with me, it is already a no-go for me. Already. From the top. Surface. That's just it. As you heard passionately, my top three things important to me in an ideal mate after a life of abuse, let us know in the voice message on the Anchor app or by email at proactiveeye at gmail.com what are important to you in an ideal mate. We'd love to chit chat with you and get your perspective on why those things are valuable to you. 
It has been a pleasure sharing with you today. All links to connect with us and free resources are in the show notes. Feel free to download episodes and take advantage of the free resources provided. The free resources for the Starting Over series will be available for download the beginning of March. You can visit our blog at bit.ly forward slash pdiary. That is bit.ly forward slash p-e-d-i-a-r-y. You can also connect with us on Instagram and Twitter. The handle is at Proactive Eye. And on Facebook, the handle is at Proactive Eye Podcast. This has been your host, Elegant Granny. Thank you for your support and visit us again. And remember, healing is a continuous process, not a one-shot deal. Much love, peace, light, and healing vibes, family. Stay tuned for next week's episode as we discuss how important it is to manage your health after having time to recover from a toxic relationship.